seven-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. Welcome along then, you utter punts, to one of two episodes this week. Yes, absolutely right, you get a bonus episode because it's Super Bowl week and we're excited, really, 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 really excited. This is not Detroit, man, this is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24 yards in. Oh. And Bowling hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs. Oh. And he misses it. That's impossible. The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. Yes, welcome along to Utter Punts in association with Endzone Kit. More on them in just a moment. It is Super Bowl week. We're all super excited. And that means that we've got not one, but two episodes of Utter Punts for you this week. An NFL podcast made by UK-based fans of the National Football League. And... Daddy's back. Hiya, Dan. How are we? Okay. Very good. Thank you very much indeed. Delighted to say that the cantankerous Brummie's with us as well, although he's been in a decidedly good mood for the last couple of weeks. Is everything all right down there, Dave? Daddy issues. He's so cantankerous, he's now just not responding, and it's my favourite thing in the world. I promise you he's here, though, and we're about to get this party started, so stick with us for this special episode where we're going to do the Utter Punts Awards of the Season. There's going to be some shockers in here, and I cannot wait to share them with you. All coming up on Utter Punts in association with Endzone Kit. Uh, Dave, just checking that you are still speaking to us. Yeah, I've just forgot to take my mic off mute. Sorry, mate. It's, it's, it's uh, an ongoing theme, and I love it. Um, we just thought that you were being grumpy, which... You know, at least he's in character, eh? Never. Put never, a, never. <laughs> never. put a new category into these awards. Incompetent idiot of the week. Well, the problem is that there is a real likelihood that that ends up being you, isn't there? <laughs> I mean, we've all got, we've all got previous. At least I turn up, Dan. Yeah, that ain't that the truth. Don't be like that. You missed Just me, I know you did. Deathbed. You no. missed me. Uh, <laughs> written all over your face Finish last you. week. Look, before we go any further... Endzone Kit is the sponsor of this podcast. We're absolutely delighted that they're our sponsor too. They are one of the best purveyors of kit in the UK. And the best thing about them for me is that it's not just your run-of-the-mill stuff. There's some really cool gear that's available for you on endzonekit.co.uk. Go and check them out. Don't forget, 15% discount at checkout if you use the code PUNTS. This is essentially a bit of a bonus episode this week because we are going to do our Super Bowl preview. That will be coming ahead of the Super Bowl. Uh, But we are also going to chuck your way this episode, which is the Utter PUNTS Awards. Yeah. We've even got Utter Punts Awards music. Do you want to hear it? Go on. So when we announce the winner, you get a little bit of Utter Punts Award music, and we're all a little bit grooving, so this should be good. I mean, I was in before that, and now I'm... Now you're in. dialed in, yeah. yeah. Dialed in. So here's how it works. We have got one, two, three, four, five, six awards categories. They are Most Terrifying Defender of the Year, Most Frightening Attacker of the Year, Best moment of the year, worst moment of the year, dude of the year, and the piece de resistance is the Utter Punts, Utter Punts of the Year Award, where we dish out uh, the award to 
the worst human being involved in the NFL over the course of the season. Everybody down? Easy. Right. So here's how it's going to work. Uh, we're all going to make a nomination. We haven't discussed these nominations in advance. That's the first thing to say. So if we end up with two people nominating the same person, that's going to mean an automatic win for that person. But we haven't discussed it, so you'll find out on the podcast. If we end up with a three-way split, it then becomes a discussion as to who goes through. All right? Everybody happy with those rules? But Dave, are you happy yeah. with those rules? Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> apart from the fact that I know that you two have already compared notes and have got at least one the same, so it makes it a shoeing, eh? Well, we haven't compared notes. It's just rigged. that they're up it's on rigged. the... I've got a screen no one. just here with my notes on, Dave, just here, because I can't hold them in my hands like I would do if I was on the radio. So instead, I have to have them on a screen that I can glance at while you're talking so nobody sees me looking at the screen. It's, like, it's rigged just like the NFL. It's like two weeks ago, Dave, when he had his draft board written in front of me and I could just... Pick his players instead of him. Yep, you did brilliantly at that, didn't you? No, you didn't. You let me pick all of them and I still failed horrendously. Uh, look, as, before we get into the awards, has anything jumped out at you this week in the NFL? Anything that you've spotted that you've thought, blimey, that's a bit interesting? Uh, Brian Flores um, is now the new defensive coordinator of the Vikings. And he, he seems yeah. like he had a few different options on the table and he's decided to go to Minnesota, which... Dave, how do you? Obviously, he's, he says he's, got, he's garnered a bit of controversy over the past couple of years. He was the, he was the sort of leak and the mole that, that ratted on the Dolphins tapping up uh, Brady and uh, Sean Payton. He said there was a, mm -hmm. they were trying to tank on purpose, and he had emails to say they were trying to tank on purpose, and so he removed it. Cost them a draft pick, and that what's launched the investigation. He's been at Pittsburgh last year. You know, that's, I mean, that's punishment enough, I think. Um, and he did have some places to go. He's a very good coordinator, Dave. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm delighted. Yeah, uh, yeah. There the, was the Broncos DC who was let go of his contract, Ijiro Evero, I think yeah. it is, um, who was the other number one candidate that apparently the Vikings were being linked with. Um, he opted not to take an interview with us and went straight to the Panthers. So congratulations to them already turning around popular opinion within their fan base around their coaching staff. And I know a couple of people who are Panthers fans who listen to this. And yeah, I think you've done well there. We definitely wanted him. Um, but Brian Flores was the one A or one B. It was it was very much a toss up between those two. I'm delighted we got Flores because although he got interviews, um, he's still involved in a lawsuit against the NFL. <laughs> if he gets another head coaching job, it will be because he has done amazing things with our defense, and if that happens, then it can only benefit the Vikings. So uh, happy days, and uh, I wish him all the best. And um, I don't think that he did anything wrong all he did was announce that people were attempting to rig the system and i wish more people would do that whistleblowers i mean got well, no problem they, whistleblowers make life interesting they were trying to rig the system <laughs> that's why they got punished with a draft pick um, mm -hmm. he just told everybody they were trying to rig the system Fair play to him. yep uh, anything uh, caught your eye dave or did we all catch up on that last week um, well, Brian Flores, obviously. Um, I, I'm, I'm delighted with that. Also, the Panthers getting Evero. Apart from that, not really too much, I don't think. There was uh, an injury at the Pro Bowl. Um, Garrett has dislocated a toe, so totally worth them taking contact out of the game. No one's getting any injuries, apart, apart from a bit of turf toe. 
Pretty sure he'd play on Sunday if they needed him to. Yeah, just uh, there's, well, a, there's been, a Hydra quarter-zone injection waiting to happen. Eh? <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Shall we get on with the awards then? Without further ado, it's the Utter Punts Award of the Season! Uh, we will start with the most terrifying defender of the year. Dave Keane, do you want to take it away for your nomination of this one? Well... <laughs> It's a tricky one because for me, the most terrifying element of defence this season has been the Eagles pass rush. And as a result, I'm tempted to go with one of them. But for me, Nick Nick Bosa has been fantastic all year. He got handled by uh, Mayata, the former rugby league star, who's uh, an absolute physical unit, but only when he was carrying several injuries, including somehow getting cut by the flying cleat of an eagle uh, after a <laughs> tackle on the sideline. It's not a euphemism. So I'm going to go with, with, with Nick Bosa because he is a terrifying human and technically he is fantastic. I can't disagree with that, really. I, he's, no. he's a really, really good shout down. He'll win, he'll win Defensive Player of the Year for sure. Um, so a bit of a favourite pick there from Dave. For, for me, it's uh, this is the one that we sort of agree on, I think. It's, it's Mika Parsons. And... It, it, for me, it, this this was close because I like I like Nick Bosa, oh, I, I like Parsons, I really like Chris Jones as we know, as I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, and he's had because he's because he carries that line. I think he's had a fantastic year, and he's I, I certainly won't want to fall on the wrong side of him. Um, but for me, it comes down it came down to one moment, and the the best defensive moment I've seen this year, the scariest defensive moment this year was when uh, Parsons at the, on the first play of the game against the Vikings. Um, literally just shoved Christian Darishaw out of the way. He was a <laughs> top-level left tackle. Strip-sacked Kirk Cousins. The ball was recovered. And that game was the end of the Viking season, really. Um, and for me, that, that stuck out as just the, 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 the most dominant defensive play of the year. And that's why he gets my vote. Uh, I've picked Mika Parsons as well. Very similar reasons. You, you know, the notes that I've written down over on my screen, over on the uh, over on my left-hand side here... Um, Great. He's carried that Dallas defence on his own at points. There have been points where he's been the only one that's been doing it for them. But pressures, sacks, edge and pass rush defence has been absolutely incredible. Uh, you name it, he's done it. So Mika Parsons gets my vote. and I don't think there's much more to say about that. Dave, unfortunately, due to the rules that I set out at the beginning of this, it means that um, we can announce that the very hold first... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm throwing a challenge flag, which wasn't part of the rules. But okay. are you two just picking him because he plays for the Man United of the NFL? Get in the bin immediately. Uh, challenge is overruled for you being a knob. How's that? I'll say this as well. The, the the fourth wheel we've had on this show this year when Dave couldn't make it was, was Richard Graves. And I'm pretty yeah. sure he'd vote for Maker Parsons. So Twice. three against one. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Which means the inaugural award of the utter punts of the inaugural. So it's the inaugural award of the inaugural awards is Mika Parsons. Well done. Most terrifying defender of the year goes to the Dallas Cowboys uh, defender and well-deserved as well. Well-deserved. That means that we can rapidly move on to the most frightening attacker of the year. Dave, you went first on this one, so Dan, you can go first on this one. Who's the most frightening attacker of the year? This is this is a tough one because there's some really good players and I, I figure Dave will pick Jefferson or someone else will. So I'm going to pick Devontae Adams. I'm going to pick Donald Adams because you can talk about Justin Jefferson as, as a really talented by receiver and he is, he's top echelon. 
but the best wide receiver in the league is Devontae Adams for me and there isn't a shadow of a doubt over it and he's now proved he can do it even with a bum at quarterback um this year he was phenomenal and he almost carried that Raiders team to a not, to not a sure playoff run describe Carve as a bum well, the Raiders think he is because they've just binned him. So After renewing him in the off-season. Yeah, so they don't think he's very good, do they? Um, mm. So, for me, he's an absolute weapon. And, and he is he can play anywhere. He can play anywhere across the line. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. He can score deep touchdowns. He can take balls in the... He can take the red zone passes. Um, he is a he's an absolute monster. And he's the best wide receiver I've seen in my time. Um, and... He bullies cameramen and throws them out of the way, and no one else does that. So, for me, scariest. Devontae Adams. Uh, okay, Dave. Um, so, we said attacker, and I deliberately kept it that broad when I offered a category. There's a reason. It's almost like you planned I, it, I think, Matt Patricia. I think, yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, having a troop, almost a, an additional coach playing on the field for you in your own line uh, is something which is invaluable and um basically i think that from there someone can pick apart what the defense is trying to do gives me uh attackers a huge advantage takes pressure off the quarterback allows them to have a near mvp season and quite frankly i don't think they'd be anywhere near the same without him he's probably really their mvp uh and that's uh kelsey of the philadelphia eagles um on account of the fact that he's for me the best center in the league um and Possibly the best leader of men in the NFL. He's just one of those blokes who people would follow into into fire. Yeah. So just for the avoidance of that, this is Jason, not Travis, that we're talking about here. Uh, so, so we've got one vote for Devontae Adams and one vote for Jason Kelsey. I'm going to go slightly left field. I've picked Patrick Mahomes. Now, there's a reason for this. When we were picking nominations for the awards... I thought about maybe nominating him in a later category, but mm. realised that I didn't want to do that, which means that I had to give him something because not only has he got better this season, he's changed the way that he's played to get better this season and he's proved that he can do it without the full function of both of his legs, which is quite incredible. <laughs> so uh, Patrick Mahomes gets my vote for the most frightening attacker of the year. I think the ability that he's got to play... Um, schoolyard football, that throwing it around, passes from weird angles, on the move, in pressure, out of pressure, in the pocket, out of the pocket, doesn't really matter. He just seems to find a way to throw incredible passes uh, and score incredible touchdowns. So Patrick Mahomes gets my vote, which means we've got a three-way tie, which means we need to sort of decide this. So between the three of us, we need to cancel one out straight away so everybody vote for the one that you would immediately like to get rid of out of that list dan kelsey dave <laughs> not the best player in his house <laughs> dave if you had to get rid of one um uh, i'm gonna get rid of my homes i many awards i am yeah. i am also gonna get rid of patrick mahomes what yeah. I was going to vote for him. Were you? Yeah. Well, he's the best player in the league. <laughs> yeah, he is, but is he the most frightening he's attacker? Too, yeah, if I was... too nice. If I was playing... If I had to pick between playing the Chiefs, the Raiders, or the Eagles, I would put the Chiefs last because they've got Patrick Mahomes. And he scares me more than anyone else. Everyone picks Mahomes for awards. Well, we, we've brought him a category. Let's not go with a 
damn quarterback for that, it. That's why I would. That's why I, I pick somebody else. I'm also not sure that we can pick a centre as the most attacking player of the year, can we? Uh, no. Excuse me. What's the statement? Scariest attacker of the year. Yeah, I, mean, he's I just don't smart. think he's very scary. He's too scary. Nice. Yeah. This is going well, boys. We we we're whittling this down. Which brilliantly. one of them has assaulted somebody this year? I mean, look. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> which, I, I, which one? Adams is a perfectly good candidate. Thank it's, you. it's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang, on, hang on a second. So we've <coughs> we've got some. You are dying over there. This is why he wasn't here last week. Uh, are we saying that there is almost a level of agreement with Devontae Adams? <laughs> well, vote for somebody else, is that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, that is who I was going to say. All right, in, uh, in which case, that would make it two versus one. So, Dave, if you're saying that Devontae Adams is a good choice and you've already voted for him, that would make it two to one and Devontae Adams wins it. Are we all right with that? Yeah, yeah but I just wanted to give Kelsey a shout out. I've got a good podcast. Fair play. And anyway. fair play to Patrick Mahomes too. But the inaugural winner of the most frightening attacker of the year on Utterpunts is... Jason Kerr. No, it's not. It's Devontae Adams. Well done, Devontae Adams. And I think, you know, just desserts in the end. Uh, Right, which means that we can shift straight on to, should we start with worst moment of the season? And then it gets a bit brighter. Yeah, let's do it that way. Let's do worst moment of the season. I'm going to go first on this one because you two have been first on the last one. The worst moment of the season was the 16th of March, 2022. Does anybody know what happened on the 16th of March 2022? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It was the... Yeah, yeah you, you keep oh, looking. No, you can't read that far. You no. need your specs on. <laughs> uh, 16th of March 2022 was the day that the Denver Broncos traded their life away for Russell Wilson. Uh, basically, they ended their season before it even started. They've potentially ended their next four seasons before they've started as well. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, Noah Fant, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and they got a fourth-round pick and a whole truckload of disappointment. That was the moment, the worst moment of the season, definitely for the Denver Broncos. You're welcome, Renee, from endzonekit.co.uk. 15% discount at checkout if you use the code PUNTS. Uh, Dan. We've now given up another first-round pick to get a coach. We've got to get rid of the quarterback. Um, it was difficult in this because worst moment of the season, it equated probably to funniest moment of the season at the same time. But the worst moment of the season for me was when the Colts hired Jeff Saturday. I think that was the, I think that was the overall overriding biggest absolute cock-up that I've ever seen. It was marketed badly. It was managed badly. It was announced badly. It went really, really badly. Um, and somehow, somehow, he's still in the running to be their next head coach as well. Um, their owner is an absolute lunatic. And what on earth were they thinking? Fair. Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. Um, the, the worst moment of the year for me was actually week two of this podcast when we had to immediately come back and acknowledge that the train had got derailed. <laughs> that was a effing Colts as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was for Colts as well. Very relevant season has been very relevant to us. It was Jelani Woods. Do you remember? It was. The, the tight end who uh, yeah. turned up and caught I think, a couple of touchdowns, and both of which I think cost us, and then disappeared like all rookie tight ends should do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the first train being derailed because that was the first time we'd all put our opinions out there and uh, basically got everyone burned. So, yeah. yeah. 
Worst All right, so we've got three-way tie again, and we're going to have to make some decisions here. I think honourable mention in this category needs to go to some of the officiating this season Ooh, because yeah. there have been really bad moments along the way. You think of um, some of when the... our safety got tackled by a yeah. by a line judge. Yeah, that's it. Uh, some of the, <laughs> the rough in the, the ball didn't hit calls. the wire. There was some. <laughs> what about when New England snapped three seconds after the play clock had run out, scored a touchdown from it? Absolutely shocking. Absolutely too, shocking. Too many bad calls to pick Pushing out. Pushing the back which, is, which is why it gets an honourable mention, but we're not picking one. Um, mm -hmm. Is it? Is are either of your moments worse than Russell Wilson signing for the Denver Broncos, or has that been mm. the car crash of all car crashes? I think. You, you I, can't I like say that, that I, but well, I, 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 I think for me, the worst moment for me of this year was the the Colts beating the Chiefs. That's when I felt the most. That's when I felt the worst. Is that I, the train derailment? Yeah, I felt like absolutely not. <laughs> Are you two going to gang up on me for the whole podcast? Is that how this? No, is work? I just I, when no. Dave brought it up, I thought I said that is that is the moment that's made me feel the worst all season. <sighs> In which case, it's my pleasure to announce that. <laughs> The worst moment of the season was when we made a mistake. Yeah. Well, what what an NFL speak. season. <laughs> Great. Uh, no, obviously, the, that train derailment, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode three. It'll tell you everything that you need to know about that derailment of that train. Uh, and that brings yeah. us to the midway point of the Utter Punts Awards of the season, which means that we've got time for this. Utter Punts is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there, Endzone Kit. Endzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kit a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favourite American sports teams. Whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey or basketball memorabilia, Endzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit. Okie dokie, so we've done, uh, what have we done so far? Bear, most terrifying defender, and most terrifying defender went to... Mika Parsons. Mika Parsons. We've done Dave, mm. the most frightening attacker. Most frightening attacker Dave went to... Uh, I think we agreed on Devontae Adams. We did agree end. on Devontae Adams. Uh, worst moment of the season was the Utter Punts train derailment. See episode three for more details. Can't we bother going into it now. Uh, which brings us to best moment of the season. So, Dave, do you want to go first on this one? This is very, very selfish. <laughs> it, 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 it's when Eric... Kendricks forced a fumble on the uh, when the Chiefs just had to kneel down to win the game. Out that was the win probability was 0 0.5 
percent maximum at that point. They just had to kneel down, and the game was over. And somehow, uh, yeah, we Kendrick's turned the ball over, came up with the uh, touchdown, and we went into overtime and beat the Bills. We had no right to. The Bills are a far better team than the Vikings were last year, but they just had something about them that was by far my my favourite moment of the season. It's understandable, Dan. It was a good one, and we had the uh, any touchdown. Bet score of special teams. Special teams. That's what came in. Yes, that was was a particularly good one, Dave. Um, Mm -hmm. Mine is the uh, lateral gone wrong with New England when they (laughs) uh, (laughs) could have just knelt on the ball (laughs) and decided instead to play lateral ball and um, threw an interception (laughs) and then they lost and knocked them out themselves at the playoffs. That was um, a particularly un-Belichickian moment and absolutely my highlight of the year by far. I I get that. That's very good and it's funny as well. Interestingly, I've also gone for Vikings against Bills at the Bills and it was Justin Jefferson's one-handed grab stretching in between the, the, the hands of the coverage and coming down with that ball Probably the best catch we've seen all season. Potentially the best catch we've seen in the last five or six years. Absolutely incredible. It's right up there with Randy Moss's one-handed grab. Absolutely incredible. So uh, that would be my moment of the season. If you haven't seen that, by the way, just chuck it into YouTube or whatever and find it because it is an incredible grab from uh, Justin Jefferson. Which means, uh, unsurprisingly, (laughs) we've got a three-way tie. However, because... Two of us have picked the same game. I'm going to discount yours, Dan. Fine. Which means that the three of us have now got to pick between Dave's and mine. So, Dave, do you want to make... give it to you, mate. You're... No, I, I, no, I'm not going to argue against that catch. It came off the back of Stefan Diggs making what would have been the catch of the season and then Jefferson trumped him. Oh, yeah, yeah. did that. Mine, I'm happy with that. I, I would say it wasn't the best his best catch of that game it, uh, the play after that if you remember what? he got he ca- caught a ball on the goal line and got absolutely thumped by two players and managed to come down with the ball which I think was a better catch and a more important catch personally it was fourth and eight though if 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 he hadn't caught that ball the game was over yeah I agree I I mean you're entitled to your opinion but catches with matches don't they uh, and that one did <laughs> so uh, right, are we putting are we putting Justin Jefferson's catch in as as moment of the year? Is that what we're saying? Moment yeah. of the season. Lock it in, Mr. DJ. The inaugural Utter Punts moment of the season goes to Justin Jefferson with his one-handed grab against the Buffalo Bills on fourth and eight or whatever it was. Absolutely incredible. Well done, Justin Jefferson. Uh, right, which means that we move on to the big two. This, if we had a drum roll, we would absolutely use it at this point. I don't think that, I don't think we have. That's a shocking drum roll. Never do that again, producer Bell. Absolutely sounds tinny and awful, like somebody bought you a toy snare drum when you were three years old from one of those terrible drum kits. Don't do it again. Um, Dave, would you mind jumping in the car and just Body. battering him for me? Um, your mind can't accept an expensive Uber, but we uh, expense it. Yeah, I definitely. I'll pay for it. It's not a problem. Um, these are the dude of the year and the utter punts, utter punt of the year. So we're going to start with the dude of the year and we'll move on to our namesake award to wrap this uh, bonus episode up. Um, who went first last time? 
Dave, I think. So, Dan, this time, who's your I, dude came, of the season? It came down to two. Mm -hmm. First of all, the last award as well, Kirk Cousins actually throwing the ball past the sticks on fourth down was a refreshing moment. Um, <laughs> it came down to two. Second place to me uh, was Mike McDaniels, um, the coach of the Dolphins. So if, if anyone's nominated him, that'll get my vote because um, that guy is an absolute dude. I mean, he vapes on the sideline, walks around in long shorts and stuff. But for me, utter dude of the year is Brock Purdy. Um, to be drafted last overall, to be third-string quarterback, fighting for your position on the team, when the one quarterback goes down, they they trade for a player like Josh Johnson to come in who's had 14 different teams, still not phased, thrown in um, without any sort of warning into a game he's prepared. Yes, I know they changed the game plan for him, but from that moment, he's only lost one game um, and he had a broken arm when he was losing it. And still then, he came back into that game and tried to do what he could for his team. For me, yeah. Brock Purdy's the story of the season and he's the utter dude of the season for me. Uh, that, that's a fair call. Dave, what are you going with? Um, I don't think um, you should let me go next because you'll have to give it to my guy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it to Joe Burrow. Um, just the style along with the substance that we've had from Joe Burrow all season long, it, it, that moniker that has now seemed to become his in Joe Cool, the outfits that he wears off the pitch, the way that he carries himself. He's an absolute dude. But all of that is backed up by performances on it. His ability to react to pressure, not get phased under horrendous defensive pressure when he gets sacked four, five, six, seven times a game, that he can still bounce back and throw, you know, game-winning passes in the closing stages and marshal that Bengals, um, that Bengals offense the way that he has this season. Uh, Joe Cole gets my vote. Joe Burrow, um, absolutely my utter punts dude of the year. Dave. Good shout. Uh, my nomination is the medical professional who helped Demar Ham Hamlin out. Fair. Oh, do you know? Did he get nice? Yeah, well, I mean, like, let's That's not nice. Football, he wants football, to. No, this whilst, is... whilst, whilst we love it, no, we Dr. love Dave. football. He wants Dr. It's Dave's corner still, back. It's a segment. It's, still, it's a bit. It still comes back to the fact that life is more important and someone managed to save his life. Um, and for me, that person is the one who's probably given the most back to the game. Had he passed away on the field, it would have been dreadful for the game. Uh, as, it, as it was, he's now a story of hope due to the intervention of the medical staff there. So shared award to anyone who had any kind of contribution towards keeping him alive uh, and, um, yeah, coming back to the point now where he's attending games. I, I agree with all of that wholeheartedly. There is, I have to say a small part of me that says that Dave's done that just so he can win. Just a little bit of me that thinks that he might have been manipulative and has picked that just so he can I, say... I, I, I don't mean, know whether to say what I want to say. I knew I knew full well that you couldn't win, like, because of what I was picking. Yeah, That's why I, you did I said, it on purpose. Well, I think you of... should just say... In fact, what we'll do is we'll leave a really small gap and... We won't say anything. Then you say what you want to say. And if it's really bad, then we'll just cut it out of the podcast. We'll leave a gap to let everybody know that you've been a total douchebag. And then we'll just carry on again. All right? So a moment of silence and then Dan to say what he wants to say. 
doctor's doing his job. I mean, he's doing nothing more than his job. That's his job. That's what he gets paid for. He probably gets paid a lot of money in a private practice to be at an NFL game to do his job. Um, no. Yeah, I, cut that bit out. No, I, 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 leave, leave it in. That is exactly the kind of fight and talk that we are here for. Uh, so, all those voting for the doctor that saved Damar Hamlin's life say aye. 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 Uh, so, therefore, you're outvoted, Dan, and now you just look like a prize pillar. Perfect. Oh, it, I mean, no, it's worked Dan. fantastically well. Hit the music, DJ! <laughs> May as well be a Steelers fan. Oh, dear. Oh Probably was. Dear. Uh, so, the Utterpods Dude of the Year goes to the medical team that saved Damar Hamlin's life. And I don't even know his name. It's difficult. It's Come difficult. Nah. Uh, nah. It's difficult to argue otherwise, unless you're Dan. Uh, in which case, it's very easy to argue otherwise <laughs> oh, yeah. by saying he's just doing his job. Uh, mind you, I did suggest that Dave had been manipulative, so I think the pair of us are in naughty corner. You picked yeah. a bangle. You were always on a cruising for nothing. Wow, well, come on. He is, he, no. is and, he is a dude. He is a dude. He is a dude. dare you question me while I virtue signal on behalf of all of yeah, us. Yeah, you head. keep that virtue flag flying, sunshine. It's fine. Uh, right, which means we're on to, <laughs> we're on to the biggest award. Forget your MVP award. Forget... You know, trophies and glittering award ceremonies. Forget being inducted into the Hall of Fame. This is it. If you win this award, you go down in history as the utter punts, utter punt of the whole season. Dan, who have you got? Yeah, I thought about this. Drama. It was. I, I came down to a couple again. Um, for me, it's it was the most arrogant statement made by anybody, and. I'll never forget it, it. and it, I think it's tarnished for me everything he's done previous. So, and that's going to be that's that's taken some doing for me. The utter punt of the year is Bill Belichick. Oh, because we told you at the start of the season the team was broken, and what did he do to fix it? He tried to be clever. He brought back his two old mates, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Didn't bother giving them the title of offensive coordinator because that would have meant they wouldn't get the compensation from their old teams. Just trying to bend the rules like he always does. Um, actually ended up with no offensive coordinator. His offense went backwards. It cost him a spot in the playoffs. He's probably taken a year out of Matt Jones's career that he didn't need to. There is dissent in the camp. He's lost his touch. He's arrogant. He's trying to do everything he can. Um, for me, auto punt of the year, Bill Belichick, you cost your team a playoff chance. Strong start for what is the biggest award uh, in the NFL this season. Dave, who are you going with? Uh, multiple time weekly nominee. <laughs> Jerry Jones. <laughs> Might as oh, well. No. Mick has got the, 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 the defensive player. But Jerry, uh, for the last two years, really, but this year, he's really stepped it up. Seems to be at war with some of the other owners. Um, he, freq <laughs> he, freq he frequently does things that are just insane. Um, and quite honestly, he really should retire. Um, That's my card about Cowboys. I feel bad for them. Uh, I'm going to read you word for word what's on my notes to the left-hand side <laughs> as I give you my nomination. Uh, the utter punt of the year for me is Jerry Jones. The Cowboy owner, president and general manager. He's been nominated by the punts a record number of times this season for everything from being a total tool to trying to manipulate everything in his and the Cowboys' favour. In my opinion, he embodies everything wrong with the NFL <sighs> franchise ownership and broadly everything wrong with American society. Punts of the year. I should have let you go first. 
I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Essentially, what we've You're done far is we've... more eloquent, my friend. We far have... more eloquent. I mean, we've guaranteed Jerry Jones is in Bill Belichick's career. Ducted into the you've, punch done, you've extended that, it for all. I would year. say about Bill Belichick he's, is that, that he's just been Bill Belichick. That's kind no, of never to this arrogance he before. Does. No, he's always given him his team a chance to win, hasn't he? This time he was a hindrance. Got in the way. He's also not good enough to be the inaugural Utter Punt of the Year. Hit that music, DJ! Well done, Jerry Jones, if that's um, the right turn of phrase, uh, for being the inaugural Utter Punts, Utter Punts of the Year. And, and look, I mean, to be fair, nobody has been more deserving than you, you awful human being. Uh, right, cool. Russell but still let us in your stadium, Jerry. Yeah, still sponsor us if you want, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was just just about to say, I thought I'd heard the two-minute warning uh, to say that's the end of the podcast. Just one more time for you. Don't forget, endzonekit.co.uk. You've still got time to get onto that website and order your gear ahead of Super Bowl night. If you're going to a Super Bowl party, then make sure you get to endzonekit.co.uk. Use the code PUNTS at checkout for 15% discount. And if you want to come and join us in the pub, we would love to have you along. We are at the Nook and Broom in Bramall on Super Bowl night. All sorts going on, giveaways, food, drink. Uh, we've got vouchers and all sorts happening. So uh, there's some halftime offers happening. We'll be giving some stuff away too. So if you'd love to come down, we would love to meet you. Head yourself to the Nook and Broom in Bramall. would be really, really great to see you. We're all going to be there and it'd be absolutely fantastic. Uh, just enough time to say goodbye to everybody. Dan, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Dave, thank you very much. Pleasure. You're not calling him daddy again? Not this week. Fair Next enough. Week. Next week. See you soon, dickhead. Is that a problem? Wow. <laughs> this has got really kinky. <laughs> Good night!